that all men are created equal. Our fates are linked. Race issues are controversial, but that's precisely the reason why we need to talk about them. Welcome to the season-ending episode of Prejudice and Pride. Today, the members of the podcast answer questions from the listeners, questions they would perhaps be hesitant to ask face-to-face. The first question is, should I feel guilty about being white? Nikhil Patel answers that question. Simple answer, no. It is very much important to understand the privilege given to you as a white person, but feeling guilty over being white is unproductive. Instead of feeling bad about being white, using your privilege to uplift people of color and amplify their voices is of utmost importance. A lot of people who try to discredit critical race theory and the Black Lives Matter movement say that those exact things are trying to make white people feel guilty. That argument is definitely not correct, as critical race theory is trying to make people aware of the systemic racism seen throughout America, and the Black Lives Matter movement was never about making white people feel bad, but about achieving justice for all those wrongfully murdered by police, as well as fighting for equity and fighting against systemic racism. Izzy Volpe addresses a similar question. I grew up in a poor white family with a single mother. We overcame a lot of hardships through work and perseverance. How does that give me privilege over other people? Oxford Languages defines the noun privilege as, quote, a special right, advantage, or immunity granted or available only to a particular person or group. By definition, every human being is born with a certain level of privilege over others, whether it be the place you were born in, the family you were born into, the certain talents you have, or certain opportunities you were given. In your particular situation, Growing up poor meant that people of higher classes had financial privileges over you, and growing up with a single mother meant that you also felt the harm of patriarchy, which grants men certain privileges over women. But having one or more oppressed identities or experiences does not mean you don't experience privilege in other areas or identities of your life. Being white means that in the United States and many other countries around the world, You have less of a chance of being arrested, subjected to brutality or generational poverty, and you have more of a chance of getting a job than people of color even when they are more more qualified. The list goes on. Being white does not mean your life was easy, but it does mean that you don't have to face a whole other set of struggles solely because of your race. Our next listener wants to know what's so offensive about saying all lives matter. Sanjanabada has the answer. The Black Lives Matter movement is an anti-racist movement that dramatically expanded during the summer of 2020 after the death of George Floyd. People gathered all over the country to express their frustration and outrage over yet another killing of an unarmed black man at the hands of police officers. In total, there were nearly 8,000 separate demonstrations, the overwhelming majority of which were peaceful protests. Of course, all lives matter, That should go without saying. The problem is that in our nation's history, black lives haven't been valued, protected, or nurtured. Many other groups have been afforded rights and privileges that have repeatedly been denied to black people for centuries. Imagine your friend told you that their grandparent died of cancer and shared how much they hate that disease. Would it be appropriate to say, yeah, but what about COVID? All diseases matter. 
This same logic should be applied when thinking about the Black versus All Lives Matter debate. Another listener wants to know, very practically, what can I do to combat racism and discrimination? Here's Raina James with some ideas. The most obvious answer to this question is to raise awareness. This includes sharing resources, signing petitions, and participating in protests, as well as talking to the people around you about social justice. Your responsibility, first and foremost, is to say something when you see or hear something discriminatory. Racism is a part of the fabric of our society, so it's important that you're aware of it and speak up when you hear racist jokes or see mistreatment of any kind relating to race or ethnicity. Approaching people privately and educating them about the historical context of their comments or why what they're saying is wrong may seem like a small act, but it is an effective one. I'd like to emphasize the privately part of what I just said, mostly because resorting to public shaming can make you part of the problem. Public shaming usually causes people to become defensive and unwilling to learn or listen to your criticism, instead of potentially listening and being self-reflective. At the end of the day, It isn't about making sure that people around you know that you're anti-racist. It's about your actions and what you do to impact other people. Having constructive and private conversations can do just that. Actively fighting against racism and discrimination can come in many other forms. For example, listening to your peers, because paying attention to the people around you who experience different types of racism and discrimination widens your perspective. Educating yourself is also really important, such as reading articles and books, as well as watching documentaries and films that have to do with social justice issues. And I just wanted to let whoever asked this question know that they are in the right place, because the mission of this podcast is to explore uncomfortable topics and challenge your way of thinking. The fact that you asked this question is a good sign that you're willing to do the work, so thank you. Next up, Daniel Heredia answers the question, can minorities be racist? It depends on how you define racism. Here's dictionary.com's definition. A belief or doctrine that inherent differences among the various human racial groups determine cultural or individual achievement, usually involving the idea that one's own race is superior and has the right to dominate others, or that a particular racial group is inferior to the others. Could a Hispanic person believe that they're superior to Asians in other groups? Sure, that is possible, and based on this definition, they would be racist. However, another definition that some have posited for racism is prejudice plus power. The idea behind this alternate definition is that if a person who has no power or authority over others holds narrow-minded views, it might be unpleasant, but it doesn't really matter very much if they hold such views. What matters, according to the second definition, is when someone with power holds negative views of others and misuses their authority. So sure, Anyone can hold prejudicial views, but the goal isn't trying to say everyone's racist, it's to raise awareness ultimately. Call it bad behavior and affect change. We could do with less finger pointing and more solutions. Ultimately, it depends on how you personally define racism. Your answer comes from if you believe in overarching racism or just prejudicial views. Next up, a listener wanted to know why Black Lives Matter doesn't talk more about black on black crime. Here's Zora Wills with the answer. 
The Black Lives Matter movement was created in the early 2010s for the purpose of bringing awareness to the discrimination, racism, and inequalities that are faced by black and brown communities, while also trying to eradicate white supremacist ideas and aims that still pervade the United States today. BLM protesters have stood up against crimes that highlight these themes of inequality, police brutality, or discrimination. Incidents such as the deaths of George Floyd, Trayvon Martin, or Ahmaud Arbery at the hands of the police were considered race-motivated crimes, as all of these innocent individuals were initially targeted specifically because of their race and appearances, as well as the supposed quote-unquote threat that they posed to the white aggressors who had demonized them. When people bring up the idea of black-on-black crime, they are really just talking about crime. You never hear them say white-on-white crime, it's just crime. If the crime isn't racially motivated, but instead occurs because of poverty or other reasons, it is certainly something that should be addressed. But BLM's goals are to address systemic racism, and racially motivated crimes are at the center of that. When people ask about black-on-black crime, it's hard to believe that they are asking good faith as it clearly distracts from the central issue at hand. Black lives are not valued in the same way as the lives of white people. Our next listener wants to find out why... It's okay that black people can use the N-word, but get upset when anyone else does. When black people say the N-word now, it is a way of reclaiming and even embracing the trauma and oppression behind our history in this country. The impact of slavery and colonization still affect black people today, and using the N-word is a way of acknowledging that. Non-black people are not affected by the injustices that comes with being black in America. The years of generational trauma and other deeply rooted issues birthed by racism and anti-blackness are dismissed when you use the word without having experienced the struggle behind it. The N-word is so much more than its textual definition. It is a harsh reminder of the injustice black people have and continue to face in our country and should not be used by those who are unaffected by its implications. Our next listener wants to know why people of color can't stop talking about race. Sophronia Omagbeme answers the question. I wish race was a thing in the past, and I'm sure that other people do as well, but race is still a thing that affects us in our everyday lives. People of color still get judged today based on the color of their skin, even when going out to do something as normal as shopping. It's not uncommon to hear about racial profiling in stores. Employees follow a person of color around because they assume they're going to steal something. When police officers do it, such encounters can easily lead to serious injuries or death. Discrimination still happens in the workplace. Job opportunities are more likely to be given to a white person than a person of color. Whether it's conscious racism or unconscious racism, where the white person is perceived as fitting in better. Race and gender are still enormous factors in what people are paid with pay disparities even more significant for groups like Latinas. Similarly, there are still significant disparities in prison sentences for the same crime based on race. For many people today, they think the civil rights movement and racism was a thing of the distant past. It really wasn't. Ruby Bridges, for example, was the first black child to desegregate an all-white public school in November 1960. On her first day, she was called various racial slurs, had trash thrown at her, and was threatened by multiple white parents and their children. Ruby Bridges today is 67 years old, perhaps close in age to your grandparents. It might feel like a long time ago, but it's truly living history and it still has an impact on all of us. 
Perhaps you were giving a false impression that once desegregation in schools and buses occurred, that racism was over, if only it were true. Unfortunately, the barriers between systematic racism and equity were constructed in more permanent ways involving institutions like housing, banking, mass transportation, education, and policing. So yeah, it would be great if we could stop talking about it, but that's only going to happen when huge disparities in income, wealth, criminal prosecutions, and so much more are truly things of the past. Thanks, Sophronia. This brings to an end not only this episode, but this season of Prejudice and Pride. If you missed any episodes, go back and listen, or listen again. Thanks for joining us. Now go do the work. Thank you.